you ever see the movie Pay It Forward? Basically, a teacher assigns students to do a favor for someone they do not know and then tells them to pay it forward. It's a pretty simple idea with spiritual blessings all over it. To learn the point of love, mercy, forgiveness, peace, truth, and justice, we must live more by these principles in our hearts, minds, and souls. We are going to fly through some points about education. For any questions, please contact john15 at inwardauthority.com. Here are some points that we're going to discuss in this podcast. 1. What is inward spiritual education? 2. Many religious teachers, pastors, and church leaders are trained through the process of education to study books, history, giving sermons, media, and church systems. 3. People in recovery who have had spiritual experiences describe it as a progressive learning process of an educational variety. 4. Models of progressive knowledge show that theology and book studies limit depth in knowledge. 5. Inward authority utilizes an education process structured to help others develop a deeper level of knowledge with God. 6. Inward authority can be a place of continued spiritual experiential education. Processing our spiritual experiences adds growth. 7. Inward authority teaches what the Bible says to do about developing character. The goal is not to sugarcoat the information, but to share it boldly and plainly. Participants must convince themselves to look at how they miss the mark and make corrections. It's through accepting spiritual correction inwardly where we can increase our knowledge. When I was first taught about this spiritual experience, I was baffled. I mean, they talked about it, and I could understand the words they're saying, but I really didn't know what they meant by spirituality or God. They could use words to define it all day long, but it still didn't really help me understand the whole idea of this God and spirituality. I had to get the spiritual experience to really understand it, which is why Inward Authority is all about having a spiritual experience through action and change and correction and doing things. Now, whether you're a part of a 12-step program or an avid Bible reader, you're going to find an emphasis upon love and peace, which is serenity. If you really think about it, the principles of love and peace are the main goals. Inward spiritual education is designed to help others develop a continued experiential understanding of love and peace and to continue to inwardly align with them. The podcast page on the website www.inwardauthority.com offers a ton of examples clarifying this further. I encourage you to listen as much as you can. God's character traits can be broken down into tangible and achievable objectives that we can easily do each day. For example, to live more at peace will involve us being calmer in our thoughts, words, and actions. Yelling, Worrying, vengeful thoughts, and rushing around just don't meet the description of peace. Instead, we can become slower 
in our thoughts, words, and actions. We can become more patient. Calmer is slower. It is not pushy. It involves patience. The practice of regular daily meditation can help train ourselves more into this calmer and more peaceful experience. But we have to do it. We can learn a lot over time how to identify simple ways we can grow more of inward being into alignment with God's character. In the book Alcoholics Anonymous on page 567, it says, Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. The normal process I have witnessed over decades of experience, including my own, involves a number of experiential experiences. First, there is the introduction to the group, literature and steps. And there is action of choosing a sponsor, getting a home group, and working the steps. Depth of knowledge within these works requires the same principles I outline in my series, Spiritual Growth Formula. I encourage you to listen to that. The introduction period can vary in length of time, mostly depending upon how well each person devotes themselves to the spiritual growth formula. Every step of the way within us can exist thoughts seeking to sabotage further development. This is absolutely normal. I find it very helpful to share my sabotaging thoughts with others to help bring the evil thoughts to light and pray to God for strength to better do God's will. What we can learn through giving ourselves over to God's will is indescribable. The senses we experience are beyond words, and we must be pursuing these senses wholeheartedly with openness and willingness. This spiritual learning comes as we inwardly and outwardly unify ourselves with God's righteousness. We must be in it and seeking it. When someone has honestly and sincerely devoted their inward being to understand God through doing the steps or through the confession, repentance, restoration, prayer, meditation, and helping others, they can often have a spiritual awakening. I believe at this point, they gain an awareness beyond themselves and can now access a new authority to help guide them in their choices. Without this new profound sense of good and right, the individual will need to rely upon books and mentors for guidance. When we are able to access this sense of good and right, we can understand and better discern good and evil. As I pursued my spiritual development, I learned new things about relationships, purpose, truth, forgiveness, mercy, peace, and love. The steps helped create within me a heart and mind that was less evil and more pure with a conscience that was less corrupt and more clean. This way of life repaired hurt, which is also known as healing. It was a healing process. This introductory phase was an amazing experience. I had opened the door to a new way of existence. Continuing in it required continued redirection within my thinking. Sometimes it required all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I got distracted by worldly influences. Many people do not gain their spiritual experience because they will not choose to give themselves over to the life-changing process. 
Few can apply themselves to such self-examination, conviction, accountability, perseverance, and self-discipline. And those who are able to gain a spiritual experience, only a few of them seem to make it through the next phase. Just as a spiritual experience can be manifested through the development of God's righteousness, we can fall away from our connection through seeking other things. We can return to our ways of self-seeking, fault-finding, blaming, and resentment. We can once again live by fear. We can seek to please other people. We can make other things our God and seek after them. Over time, we can lose contact with the spiritual sense of good and right because it's no longer in our focus. We can lose inspiration to seek it out again. We can give up hope. We can become constrained again through the bondage of self-seeking. We can easily set our sights and goals away from God and towards self-improvement based upon world standards. During this phase of self-reliance, we can face again the choice of seeking God and placing our trust in doing God's will. Those who can continually give themselves over again and again to the spiritual conditioning process, relying upon God and God's righteousness, can reconnect themselves with that spiritual sense of good and right. We can again regain that spiritual sensation and have a spiritual reawakening if we can maintain our faith, focus, thoughts, beliefs, words, attitudes, choices, and actions to increasingly be with God. Step 11 involves improving our conscious contact with God. All along, the course is to continue our understanding of good and right through spiritual development. We are warned on page 85 of the book Alcoholics Anonymous about complacency. The book repeats how this is a life and death scenario, but we still can fall short. And there are many reasons why we become convinced it is okay to skip prayer and meditation. Perhaps the biggest reason is because others in the room may seem less interested in it. Why should I do it if no one else is doing it? This can be a herd mentality issue. We use the group and our perception of it to justify our action or inaction. When this happens, we can be making the group our God. To stay the course seems to require a strength of looking past the group as a higher power. If the group continues to be our benchmark, those with years in sobriety will run out of room to grow. After we have had a spiritual awakening, lost it, and then gain it again, we may need to set our sights a bit higher than the group to continue to grow. I chose to continue to progress in spiritual conditioning beyond the group and improve my conscious contact with God. I researched the roots of AA to find the influence of the Bible. I then researched the Bible for descriptions of God. I learned the Bible described God as love, peace, truth, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and justice, which means not partial and fair. I then chose to begin participating with these principles within my mind, heart, words, attitude, and actions. I would ponder how to utilize them in real-life situations. I have grown in these principles slowly for over a decade, 
and with each new step I can experience more spiritual sensations, more awareness. I can stay plugged in through my trust in these principles. I repeatedly, daily, need to redirect my mind away from my ideas and the world's ideas and focus upon spiritual principles to move toward them. I use the instructions and demonstrations in the Bible to set the bar on what I am to do. The Bible and the instructions within it, that's the goal. Not the church, not the group, not my family, not culture, none of that. It's the instructions in the Bible because there is spiritual food there that I need in order to live right. This benchmark is much higher than what I've found in church, small groups, seminary, school, and meetings. My distracting mind is always a threat to my development, which I practice much self-restraint from obeying. Many times I must choose God's ideas over my own. I hope you can take away from what I'm saying here that this is high in conscious activity. It's heavy in thought and inward awareness, which grows over time through use. When I apply myself to learn about myself more and more, I can increase the skill of seeing what's behind my thinking. Now let's switch up and uh, look at religious education. Many religions have seminary schools dedicated to train people to become leaders and instructors. Such leaders and teachers can earn degrees that can help them to get employed through religious institutions. They earn these degrees through normal educational training. They read books, do homework, write papers, and do presentations. They intern. Jesus walked with disciples and they lived together. They were as connected as people can get. They were spiritual brothers and sisters, crying together, getting angry together, doubting together, having mercy on others together, loving others together. They were living these spiritual ways together in the world. That's a lot different than showing up at a school and then going home. Jesus taught the disciples to do everything Jesus was doing. Jesus taught first by demonstration and then used words. Similarly, Paul went and lived with churches to show them how to walk in spiritual truth. He lived with them. Jesus and the disciples were teaching about character and love. Character and love they taught. Not media, not theology. They taught character and love. The teachers were always the benchmark. The depth of their own love and abiding in God was always the teaching. Words and subject matter will have little effect without demonstrations. We must be shown. I did not have a demonstrator to show me how to grow more than the group. I had to go to the Bible's instructions and do what it says to be shown the spiritual good. Due to the lack of depth and demonstration of God's character, if I am to go deeper, I must do it myself. This takes a lot of self-discipline and sacrifice. However, it is the most fulfilling way of life I know. Since we are talking about growing 
educationally. I want to utilize a model that's well known. It's called Webb's Depth of Knowledge. And I was taught to teachers across America. I didn't look to see if other countries utilize it, but I'm pretty confident they do or something very similar. You can ask any teacher who's been around a while and they will probably be familiar with it. They've probably had some kind of a training on it. Knowledge is a process of development. And if we're going to move beyond trivia toward application of the knowledge, then we will need to know it better. I'm going to skip over the history of Webb's depth of knowledge and the popularity of this model. Anyone can find that information with a quick search online. Let's get right to how this model can be applied with formation. We're going to use the descriptions from edutopia.org about this model. There are four levels. Let's look at how each level is defined and how it can be applied to understand God's character traits like love and peace. Level one, recall and reproduction. Tasks at this level require recall of facts or rote application of simple procedures. The task does not require any cognitive effort beyond remembering the right response or formula. Copying, computing, defining, and recognizing are typical level one tasks. Okay, so level one has a requirement for remembering terms and definitions. Memorization of verses will be a level one activity. This level of knowledge is great for trivia. When someone says he really knows the Bible because he memorizes it, they may be referring to the most shallow form of knowledge, level one. It's the beginning stage. Level two, skills and concepts. At this level, a student must make some decision about his or her approach. Tasks with more than one mental step, such as comparing, organizing, summarizing, predicting, and estimating, are usually level two. So here, the student makes choices. So it's not just memorization. Now the student is trying to discern. There's some discernment here because there's some choices being made. A deeper level of thinking is involved. Regarding God's righteousness, we will need to evaluate what God's love is and how it is affected. We will need to begin answering deeper questions about memorization, about the information we know. How is love experienced? What is good compared to evil? Level 3. Strategic Thinking At this level of complexity, students must use planning and evidence. The thinking is more abstract, a task with multiple valid responses where students must justify their choices would be a level three. Examples include solving non-routine problems, designing an experiment, or analyzing characteristics of a genre. It says students must use planning and evidence. At this level, the student seeks to gather spiritual evidence about God's character to learn more about it. 
Inward Authority provides and shares information about God's character in the Bible. At this level, the student would analyze the characteristics of God and being Christian, which involves love and peace. The student would be able to explain these character traits to others. In order for someone to design an experiment about love and peace, the student would need to cognitively explore possibilities of what could happen in various situations. This means the student is spending time exploring what love and peace would look like in many different contexts and situations. This means real-life research involving such character traits. Level 4. Extended Thinking Level 4 tasks require the most complex cognitive effort. Students synthesize information from multiple sources, often over an extended period of time, or transfer knowledge from one domain to solve problems in another. Designing a survey and interpreting the results, analyzing multiple texts to extract themes, or writing an original myth in an ancient style would all be examples of level four. Formation at level four will involve the most complex cognitive effort. This means we will be mentally challenged to the extreme. We will be applying heavy thinking over an extended period of time. We will be engaging in many experiments with God's character continuously over time. The best experiment for us to do will be for us to be the test subject. Since the information is spiritual and invisible, to truly witness the results, we will need to use our spiritual senses and sense the results spiritually. Progressing ourselves inwardly to develop more godly character involves hard choices and commitment. It is not easy. There is great sacrifice and suffering. However, there is also great joy, freedom, peace, and love. The inward spiritual process will involve students actively developing a deeper level of knowledge. Students will quickly move past memorization and into experimentation. This means a daily active seeking and experimenting with love and peace and more with more of our hearts, minds, strength, and souls. To advance further, we must be collecting spiritual evidence that's invisible and intangible, that we need to do it through experiences and engagement. Our faith in God is to grow through our own personal experience, not just relying on other people's information. Students do not begin at level four. So there will be progressive growth beginning at level one. For students to move deeper, each person will need to choose to give themselves over to learn from God's character through more experiences in that character. As outlined earlier, the process will involve some sliding back and forth in commitment and dedication. This back and forth from self-seeking to God-seeking can also teach us Many spiritual lessons as long as we maintain openness to learn. Patience, encouragement, rebuke, conviction, suffering, perseverance, testing, trials, failures, and successes will be part of the journey. Those who can stay the course, 
returning to the process and continue to grow over time can come to know God more and more. Those who persevere to level 4 knowledge on love and peace will be able to better demonstrate and model God's righteousness to others. Level 4 learners could be the best teachers. In summary, we begin learning how to accurately define spiritual development with biblical terms using the Bible. Concordance studies can really help reveal the meaning of words used in the Bible because we can witness repeatedly how it is used. Repetition is necessary to master anything to, or to memorize anything. As we do such studies, we can recognize patterns of how to practice it. These are concordance searches. Because we read 50 or more verses describing it, like 50 verses on compassion in the Bible, or 50 verses about forgiving. We can understand it better through this repetition. It's a deeper level of study. Then we can begin practicing it to help ourselves better fit the way it is described in the Bible. But this is not merely going through motions. It involves much analysis of our inward responses and responses in others before we do it, as we do it, and after it is done. It's a continuous analysis to watch the development and change of ourselves and others as we participate in these spiritual character traits. We repeat the action over and over to improve how we do it and gaining confidence and what it will produce within us and others, our relationships. We can learn more each time that we do it. Collaboration with others can help us tremendously. I hope you choose to begin this daily journey of improving your conscious contact with God and pursue it to a deeper level of knowledge. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.